This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. Welcome into an episode of the Storm Center Podcast. I am your host, Trevor Hart. This week has been a little weird. Uh, we've had games being added to schedules, games being taken away, being moved to home, being moved to away games. So no we could run down this week just because there's no guarantee that it's going to be the same even by the time this gets uploaded. So no we could run down. We have an interview for you this week, but first we want to congratulate friend of the pod, Sydney Wagger, on earning D3 Hoops third team All-American. A huge honor for Sydney. Congratulations to her. So with that being said, this interview, bring back Ben Wenger. Ben Wenger back on the show. Glad to have him back. And also, we welcome in Ellie and Carly Trine for an interview from the softball team. And just a warning that there may be some drilling that you hear in the background. We're not 100% sure if the mics are able to pick it up, but there's construction being done in the, on the other side of the wall of the recording studio. So other than that, enjoy the interview. But first, got to hit the music, so hit it. Storm All right, in here for a new interview, Ben. You're back, by the way. Welcome back. Yeah, it's good to be back, Drew. Uh, but today we have uh, Ellie and Carly Joe Trine, the Trine sisters, back from the softball team, coming off of a two really good wins for the team. Uh, how are you guys doing? I think we're doing good. I'm good. <laughs> so pretty much, we want to have you both in because, I mean, Ellie, you won an MIAA MVP last year. You were definitely on the list that we wanted before. But then Joe cracked two home runs in the first game. So that was really impressive. So we're like, let's have them both on. Why not? I mean, so, yeah, Ben, this is a really exciting interview. You haven't done with two people before. Yeah, so this is new. This is new for us, too. So, you know, we're learning here. Yeah, we're all going to be figuring it out at the same time. So just to start, um, assuming you guys have been playing together since – as long as you can remember, what's it like playing at the college level together? You go ahead. All right. Um, it's obviously a lot different than before when we were younger. We both, we started off building together and then we took our separate paths for a while and learned things on our own and figured out who we both are individually. So now that we're back together, it's kind of like a dynamic duo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of come full circle. We played together when we were really little like when I was seven and she was five we played together for a few years and then we came back together in high school for one year played my senior year her freshman year together and then doing it all again this year and there's a lot of growth between the two of us especially like our relationship together is a lot different than we were when I was 18 and she was however old you were 15 so a lot of maturity I'm saying now You guys in the same starting lineup, and you bang first. Joe, I think you bat third. At least it was on Sunday. So that was really cool to see, and especially mm-hmm. you driving Ellie home a couple times was really awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I think I, we saw that a little bit. Like, you guys, like, have very, like, s- different play styles. But, mm-hmm. I mean, like, that's got to be a lot of fun. I thought it would be, like, that would be really cool to be out and right in center field with my brother because mm-hmm. I, li- I have a little brother. He's the same age difference. I'm the older one. He's the younger one. But – so, I don't know. I think it would be so much fun to, like, play college ball with a sibling. Oh, yeah. Especially, like, 
Uh, we were talking about it in the booth, actually. Um, uh, I think, Ellie, you were on first. I don't remember what if it was the first or the second game, but you were on first and you were batting. And it was like trying standing on. It was like trying on first base, trying batting, trying leading the game. Like it was like holy, sh- <laughs> <laughs> like dude, like feeling redundant. But that was uh, that. Those two games were so much fun to watch. But um, Ellie, you uh, are still lead off. You've always batted lead off. What has that been like? Like these past few years. I mean, I'm sure not by now you've adjusted to it. And it's just like the typical thing. But yeah. Like, for, all, for travel, I was always lead off. I don't know why. You know, you never put a power hitter in the front. So I always just kind of loop one wherever and try to get on base. Mostly it's my biggest role, I feel like, is, like, setting the tone for the game. Like, if I go up there and have a good at bat, take a lot of pitches or, you know, get on base, it's kind of setting the energy for the inning. And I take a lot of pride in that, knowing that, like, the team's going to follow where I lead. So it's definitely a big role for me to set the tone of the game and hopefully like start us off with some good energy good start to the game that's kind of where I'm aiming every time I mean yeah we see that I think I mean once you I mean for as long as I've been commentating softball games you have been the lead off so it's like I mean I don't think there's anyone else on the roster that uh, could take your spot yeah, you do a fantastic job, like you said, like setting the tone. And I just think it's perfect how now, Carly, you're batting third. So the amount of times that you get on base now and she's able to drive you home uh, is crazy. But, Carly, what about you? That two-home run game, talk about that. What was it? You know, we got to talk about it. I feel like as like the like that's like an annoying question to ask. But, like, I don't know. It's our job to do it. <laughs> well, like she said, she kind of sets the tone in the first at-bat. I hit a line drive to third and got her doubled off to end the <laughs> inning. So I was like, okay, might want to step it up now. So then the second time, it was tied one-to-one, and I was like, oh, better get something started here. Can't do the same thing. And then I definitely wasn't expecting that, though. I don't know where that came from. but no. <laughs> And I thought it was foul, and it wasn't. And it was a great feeling. Like, I've, I didn't expect it to happen, especially not this soon. And then the second time, I really wasn't expecting it. I was trying to calm myself down because I was like, don't, don't get too excited. Like, you should, that wasn't your last at-bat. And then it happened again, and I was like, wow. <laughs> that one even was more, caught me more off guard. I'm no, telling you, the no, sound no. that came off on that first hit, on that first <laughs> home run, no doubter. Mm-hmm. You, know, yeah. you said you thought it was going foul. We were kind of trying to move it back mm-hmm. into fair territory there. But, man, that, no, just that the sound off, it was incredible. I think I was on second base, and as soon as I saw it leave the bat, I didn't even look. Like, I was like, that's, if (laughs) that's not (laughs) over, I don't, like, I'll take that. But I didn't even look back because that was gone. I'd say that was a really fun day. We saw four home runs overall, one grand slam from Amanda Prather. Uh, Ainsley got one. Man, I man. finally got to see Amanda Prather Grand Slam. <laughs> Never, I've missed all the big moments. I talked about this a couple weeks ago. I miss all the biggest moments last year. Like Amanda's like seven RBI game missed. It. Adrian's no hitter. Mm-hmm. I think both of them I missed because I think she threw two. Amanda's Grand Slam in the championship series. Uh, I was in a restaurant with no Wi-Fi, mm. so that really sucked. So now I finally got to see it, so I know I'm not a curse. So that's good. And we were talking, we were low key. I thought we were going to give it a jinx, bro. Like, we were talking, we were low key, like, what were we talking about 
at that point in the game, we're talking about how Amanda or how the team puts stuff together. Like, oh, they're always able to like load up the bases and then whoop de doo. Oh snap, there's yeah. people on. <laughs> yeah. Uh oh, and Amanda's up to bat. Oh my goodness. Hey, we did that. That's uh Storm Setters taking <laughs> Storm Setters taking credit for that. Nah. But one thing I've noticed over the past few years, Ellie, is that when I first started commentating, I mean, you guys were like very adamant to swing early in the count and now we see more of patience like Amanda Prather is very patient at the play a lot of you throughout the lineup are patient what has that been like to I don't want to say mature into that but have a different style I would definitely say we're one of the most selective teams in the country like when we played down in Florida and where were we at Virginia a few weeks ago like Teams were chasing pitches, and we just would not bite for pitches that they wanted us to chase at. And I know that that's kind of how he's wanting us to, like, hit your pitch. Don't try to hit – don't hit their best pitch. Hit your best pitch. And I know personally for me, I like to go as early as possible in the count because if I get too deep in the count or if I get down in the count, like, my brain starts to take over and then I start swinging at balls I shouldn't or, like, watching too many pitches and it's hard for a leadoff because you want to see as many pitches as you can and kind of like relay information but also my job's to get on and if I let that pitch go like I'm not going to get it again so definitely we are selective but we are aggressive to our strengths and I think that's something we harp on a lot is play to your own strengths don't don't give in to what the pitcher wants you to do so also, with uh, the communication of this team, something that I noticed, I was rewatching some of the old clips from the championship run, mm-hmm. and there would be teams they go to bat, and then you know they get out, they run to the dugout, no talking whatsoever. You guys still talk about everything. You'll be in seventh inning, still facing the same pitcher, seeing something new. Um, so, what is that like to communicate? And also, Carly, have you dealt with something like that before, or is that like a new breath of fresh air? I feel like every team I've played on has like preached about communication, but it's never really been executed this well. Like it's a constant thing. It never really dies out. I would say at bat to at bat, like you get so much different stuff thrown at you. And if I'm going to go up and have, you know, another lefty come up behind me and she's throwing something different this at bat, like I'm going to relay that information because if I'm expecting to get all outside pitches and she comes inside and I get jammed, like that's an at-bat that's over that I could have been prepared for better. So I like to relay the information as much as I can and then obviously have it sent back to me. But I think that's definitely on the offensive side is super important. And that's something I feel like we do a good job on is talking about what she's throwing, what location she's hitting, and then how we're going to adjust to that. Yeah, I mean, that's something that Drew and I have always noticed. I think we've talked about it a couple of times during uh, broadcasts is just, like, watching you guys uh, when you, like, strike out, whatever, coming off to the dugout, speaking with the next batter, just relaying information like that. Um, I don't know, there's just a bunch of little things that you guys as a team do that, I don't know, I haven't ever, like, in theory, it's like, oh, I mean, that just makes, like, perfect sense. Like, why would you not do that? But then it's like, I guess I've never really seen that done before. Like, I've watched a lot of softball, and it's like little things like that are not as common. And, I mean, I think that's just a testament to you guys and your culture and stuff like that. Um, Which, actually, I have a question about, which, Ellie, how is this team, like, how does this team, like, compare to last year's? Not so much in terms of, like, talent, but, like, 
just like the culture of the team, of the locker room. How does this team compare to last year? Especially, I mean, there's a ton of new faces. There's, yeah, that's one of the biggest things that we've kind of, I wouldn't say struggled with, but had to adjust to is coming back this year with, I don't know how many more, eight more bodies in the lineup, um, three new faces that we've never seen on top of the freshmen. So it's definitely been challenging to try to get the gelling to start right when we're going into season because usually mm. it starts in the fall. Right. And then we had, like, the how many of you, nine freshmen come in and, you know, get everybody to gel. And then we had three more on top of that at the beginning of the semester. So it was definitely a – it's just challenging to get mm. everybody on the same page, especially – when you have people that you're pulling in, not only the freshmen that have never been here, never been in this program, don't know how it's run, but then three people that came from a different program that's run completely different. So it's it's a work in progress. It's definitely good. It's better than it was, but it's still a challenge every day that we're trying to, like, navigate is making sure that everybody knows, like, that we all have a role on this team and knowing what – you do today is going to benefit us tomorrow and trying mm. to like get everybody to be on board with that. Yeah. But it's definitely the chemistry's getting there. I mean, yeah, that's definitely like, I mean, a lot of these players, I mean, Carly, for example, is in the starting lineup as a freshman. And then you have uh, Alexis who just pitched and she had herself a really good game actually. But, um, you know, like these are, you know, like now there's more, there's less reps to go around and, I can understand like the uh, how that could be like frustrating for players. I mean, I've seen that all the time. You see that with athletes. You know, no one wants to lose out on reps. Everyone wants to play, right. and um, I don't know. At least from uh, our perspective, I mean, watching you guys play, I mean, it doesn't look like you guys skipped a beat from last year. I mean, this team looks like this looks like the same Thunder softball team that we're accustomed to seeing. You know, I mean, obviously there's new faces, but that's also part of softball. I mean, you know, there's always new freshmen, so. I don't know, but this is a really fun team to watch. I'll tell you what, this this is a very fun softball team to watch. Yeah, it's been it's been fun for well, I've been doing it three years now. I didn't really get to watch freshman year because that was the whole. We know what happened. Um, oh, COVID yeah. season. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, it's just been so fun to watch. And you know, taking on like I asked Amanda a couple weeks ago, like was it like not playing with you know Mercedes Ashley uh, Taylor. You guys played for three years together. What were they like in helping pass the torch over to your class? Hmm. I need a minute to think about this one. Take your time. <laughs> it was definitely a change in leadership as far as their very vocal group. And mm. Amanda and myself and Anna and Anna Gill were not – like, we're not going to be the loudest people in the room. We're not going to be the biggest personalities. But So that was, like, a very big shift in the dynamic of the team is where the leaders aren't the ones that are, you know, telling – or I don't want to say telling you what to do, but they're not the ones that are speaking out. They're the ones that are being quiet and doing their own thing, and then you follow that. Mm -hmm. So I think that's – they've showed us, like – when we need to step up and when we need to speak out that it's okay and that it's going to have to happen sometime, but also that we don't need to be the leaders that they were. Like we can be our own people and our and have our own personalities and still like get the job done without, I guess, like mimicking everything that they did, which I, I mean, it's helpful for me because I'm not a 
a person that's going to speak out a lot. I'm not going to talk in front of a crowd, but, like, knowing that it's okay for me to go do my own thing and, like, still be a leader on the team and just have everybody, like, I'm going to lead by example. Mm. So, like, knowing that that's okay is kind of helpful. I mean, yeah, that's – I think that's really important. I think Coach D especially, I mean, like – I think he does such a great job with like the culture. I mean, I, I, I mean, of all the teams here on campus, I've seen like the bond that some of the, like the football guys have. Those, those are a lot of my friends, but there's just something about the softball team. Like it just comes back to culture. Like there's just like a sort of bond there. Like you guys look to each other. I'm friends with like a lot of the different, like a lot of the players on the team. So I hear about, you know, like the seniors and stuff and I don't know, there's just something about the culture that, I think it just comes back to Coach D and how much he gets you guys to buy in, how much he buys in for you guys that um, really make this whole ecosystem go around, which what is, I mean, Coach D, for, I mean, now that you've had some time to settle in, what do you think? <laughs> um, well, I'll say before I got here, I was kind of like hesitant whether I wanted to come here because like Ellie went here and I didn't want to like be in her shadow, I guess. But I'll say that he really understood that we were different people and like played different ways and had different jobs. So it doesn't really feel like, obviously I know she's my sister, but it doesn't really feel like I'm in her shadow or like Mm. based off, he doesn't compare us like that or anything. But I'll say with the team chemistry from him on that note, at the beginning, like when we all get here, it's not really like like pushed onto us, but like it's strongly encouraged, like get to know your teammates, hang out with your teammates, like you guys need to have a good bond. And then like after a while, it's something that you like start doing on your own because you enjoy being with your teammates and like you like the people you're playing with. And even on off days, you're like, hey, do you want to hang out? And you still want to be around those people. Mm. Yeah, because I mean, if I, like, see anyone from the softball team around, you're either with, like, five to, like, 15 other people <laughs> from the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or someone literally. I do not see at all with other teams. Yeah. Traveling groups, for sure. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, there's always, like, it's, like, a group of, like, six people, and they all have, <laughs> they all have uh, huge parkas on. And, like, I just like the big, like, softball parkas. But, yeah, that's something, like... I don't know, like, uh, Emily and G, like, they, like, they come around the house a lot, and it's, like, they're always together. Mm-hmm. They're never not together, and it's, like, that bond is really hard to find. Like, most teams, I feel like, are really clicky, and, like, that's just natural. Like, that just happens with, uh, like, friend groups and stuff, but, um, I don't know. Coach D, somehow, he just has a way, because everyone, all I hear about is, oh, my goodness, practice was so horrible today. But then it's like, but I love Coach D though, so it's okay. <laughs> but let's say, yeah, Coach D, is someone who I didn't really, we didn't really meet him until right after Super Regionals. Yeah, like, we've been doing games for like the entire year. Yeah, right? I've been there for two years doing games, and I just never spoke to him ever. And uh, all business. <laughs> yeah, awesome guy. I mean, talked to him in passing, pretty much. Just congratulate him, told him pretty much bring it home, and I mean, you guys were really close it was a really fun ride to watch um but yeah coach d is just great what has he been like has there been anything different throughout your four years here or is he just the same all the time Mm. there's always the level of expectation like you are expected to come and do your best every single day and that's never changed and i don't think it's ever going to change um he's i've mm, 
as I've gotten older and, like, been here longer, I'm, like, starting to understand, like, there's a method behind the madness. Like, there are days that we come in and it's just, like, you know, today was terrible, but, like, there's always the the one thing that's going to keep us coming back, and that's, like, the team bond. That's I'm never going to not come back for the girls. Like, so I think that's something that I've learned is, like, Everything that he does, there is a reason behind everything he does. And we may not understand it now. We may never understand it. But, like, there's a purpose to everything. And that's been, like, something that I've had to – I think about things a lot. And it's, like, if I don't understand it, then I'm going to fixate on it. And understanding that it's, like, it's okay if I don't get it because there's a purpose. And so that's comforting to know that there's a reason behind everything we're doing. (laughs) <laughs> I would say I think uh, Coach D and a lot – I think every good coach knows, like, of course, like, you don't want to be – like, you don't want to be hated by your players. But, like, sometimes there has to be someone who's, like, the bad guy. Like, someone has to be the bad guy. And Coach D understands that, like, some, like he doesn't want – no good coach is going to make you turn on your own teammates and, like, turn make someone else the bad guy. So, like, I think Coach D does a good job because, like, I hear – I've, like, heard about practices and stuff and, you know, like – sometimes people are real upset, <laughs> real upset at Coach D and what he made them do today. But then at the end of the, like, I remember like the senior banquet, uh, I mean, I guess like banquet at the end of the, at the end of the game or last home game um, of the year last year. And it was like, you know, these, there was something, there was just an air of like, okay, like obviously these girls are going to follow him through a brick wall. So, you know, like good luck. And like, you can try and tell them to stop, but like, I don't think they're going to. Type thing, and it's also like Coach D is probably going to coach softball until he drops dead. Like I don't right. think he's, I don't think he's ever going to stop coaching softball. So as long as Trine will have him, he's going to be here. So I say like <laughs> it's close to twenty years, right? I think eighteen, maybe eighteen. Man, Perhaps. it's just I don't think you Grinding. know. Every now and then we do basketball games. Someone will be there for thirty years, mm. and that's like the the most we've seen. I don't think we've seen more than five in those other circumstances i know it's it's hard yeah i feel like there's so many like like coaches just turn over so much especially at the division three level mm-hmm. like it's hard to find like because i mean there's so many coaches out that you might as well just keep trying until you find a good coach but i mean that's just it like coach d is a good coach he's yeah. had himself a job and i mean that's why those 30 30 years like coaches that have been coaching for 30 years like those old older people you know it's so rare yeah so um Tomorrow, the day of recording this, is the Anderson game being rescheduled back a week. Um, I'm on the call. What should I expect from this Anderson team, if anything? I've heard they're scrappy. Okay. I don't really – I know we played them last year. I don't remember if we played them the year before and then obviously didn't freshman year. I remember playing them last year. Um, I think Lauren almost threw a no-hitter, so – I'm expecting, obviously, two wins, mm-hmm. but I don't really know much about the team. He says they're scrappy, but I think we'll, I think we'll hit the ball. I think we'll come out on top. Okay, so I, just any information helps. In those, I don't have any. Right, just don't like know anyone. I think. Trust me, I'll say they're scrappy about fifteen times. You know, two people on the team. Yeah, she go. She played with a couple girls on the team, but mm-hmm. high school and travel ball. We don't really do a lot of, like, researching and finding yeah. stuff out about the other teams. Our coaches do that a lot. He's, yeah. he's big on, like, you guys don't worry about them, worry about yourselves. Like, this, it depends. The game is determined by us, not them. So, 
I mean, they do their scouting though. But yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we don't really have any information. That's sort of that's sort of interesting because like. I played football, and so it's sounding like preparing for a football game and preparing for an opponent obviously is going to be very different. I mean, like, sure, you guys watch film. Would you watch film on your, like, on your own, like, technique, like, perhaps, like, like your swing? I guess now at this point you've already been, like, this is college softball. We don't need to, like, be practicing our fundamentals anymore. I mean, There will be know. days where we go to practice and, like, the iPad will be set up to, like, video mm-hmm. us. But mm-hmm. the amount of times that I've actually gone back to watch the videos is I can mm. probably count on one hand in so, yeah, I mean, all I, four years here. So. Yeah, I guess like you've, I mean, it's really just the same motion. Like once you've done it for long enough, yeah. it's like, you, do you really you start to know what you did wrong? Yeah. Every swing, you yeah. don't need to go back yeah, and watch exactly. it. Which is like really interesting. Cause like for like football, for example, like preparing for a game, we're not, we're watching film on ourselves. But we're also like you have to learn the other team. Like you have to learn every one of their tendencies, what they do, and it's sort of interesting that in softball because it's all the same motion. Like you're always like you're swinging the bat or you're not swinging the bat. That's all there is to it. And then all it takes is that communication we talked about earlier, relay the information. Okay, she's just right now she's throwing low in the zone. Like that's where she's coming. She keeps hitting it right there. She keeps coming back to it. And then you're like, oh, I've hit against a pitcher like this seven hundred million times before. And I don't know. I think softball and baseball are both really interesting sports in that regard. Make it sound but, so easy. No. Well, I know it's not. I know, I know it's not. I know. But you guys make it look that easy. It, like, from the booth, I would genuinely believe that, that to you guys it's that easy. I mean, like, you guys, quite honestly, like, I'm just going to be keeping a buck. You know, like, you guys picked Ohio Northern apart. Like, that game was not, like, I mean, we kind of knew, I guess. <laughs> but, like, right. No, no offense, polar bears, but, like, no, I'm allowed to be biased on this podcast. Yeah. The Trine Storm Center. Yeah, you're right. But, <laughs> like, I don't know. You guys always make it look really easy. Um, I think that just comes back to the practice and that sort of dynamic that you sort of hit on with Coach D and how he, how the coaches focus on scouting these teams out and just letting you guys handle what you guys can handle, you know? I think the only really information we typically would get is on pitchers. Like, what is she going to throw first pitch? What are her, like, go-to pitches if she's up in the count, don't chase here, you know, but that's all, that's a one-line thing that you can adjust when you get into the box. But, like, as far as watching film, we don't ever do that. It's such a game of, like, chance. Like, mm-hmm. the ball's going to drop or it's not, and you can't really pick who you're going to hit it to. Yeah. So it's kind of yeah. just. And that being said, like, learning about what they throw is goes back. Our coaches watch the film, like our pitching coach figures out what mm. their pitchers do, and he tells us before the game. And then, like, we do the after and at bat, tell the person. And, like, obviously it depends on who's in front of you. Like, I bat third, and the two people in front of me are lefties. So that's going to be different. Right. So yeah. they tell me stuff, and I'm like, do I even, like, listen to this? Like, Because <laughs> yeah. it's usually not – they're like, oh, it's she threw me all outside. So is that going to be she's going to throw me outside, or does that mean <laughs> it's all going to be inside? So I usually don't really pay too much attention to that. <laughs> Honestly, though, for me, I just swing at the first pitch 90% of the time. So if there's any opposing teams listening to this, I'm probably going to swing at the first pitch. Well, I think your second home run was a first pitch, right? The very first pitch, the at bat. Yeah. Yeah. I watched him back last night. I was like, this is the second pitch, right? No, it was the first one. No, it was the first one. Um, Do you think that maybe scouting would be different on the other side when you face Hope? I don't know if it's a sour subject, but Coach Harvey is now the head coach over there. 
Definitely um, not sour from my end. Okay. Um, obviously, she knows all of us very right. well. Like she coached us for she coached me for three years. She coached some of them for like two years. She never coached you. <laughs> she don't know what to expect. <laughs> but they definitely like know our tendencies. But I think that's also like no, it's not a secret to anybody that I hate hitting an inside pitch. But I expect to see one, and I'm gonna have to figure it out before that game happens. So, but that's also like something that happened in postseason last year, like at the World Series. Everybody kept throwing me inside because they watched film and they knew I couldn't hit an inside pitch, and so I had to learn how to hit an inside pitch. And I just—that's what I've been telling myself all year—is just learn how to hit an inside pitch, and I'll be fine. Let's say because I saw <laughs> like Coach Harvey going there, and then Mercedes mm-hmm. is an assistant mm-hmm. over there, so it's like. I'm torn because, you know, it's hope orange. Right. But it's, but it's very them. much trying right. blood. Um, I still don't know how to feel about it. I mean, obviously, I'll root for him. Not against you guys. Uh-huh. But, yeah. Uh, that would be uh, the the Coach D coaching tree just continues it continues to grow. Everywhere. <laughs> and, and expand. <laughs> um, but, no, that would be – those will be fun games, too, because that would be like two teams. Obviously, you guys have a lot of history. I mean – same conference, so you play your. It's gonna be an emotional game for sure. Yeah, like, I, would, I think yeah. it's gonna be intense. I wish they were at home. I know probably MIAA tournament you'll, you'll meet up probably at home. Right. Um, but we do play there this year, don't we? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, that last year it was like the last series, I think, and then right into the MIAA mm-hmm. final, mm-hmm. and those were emotional games for a bunch of different people, not on the field mostly. <laughs> That'll be that'll be a really fun, mm-hmm. really fun weekend. Um, I guess looking ahead to this conference schedule, um, what are your guys' expectations as a team going into it? I mean, I think Drew and I both have our expectations of how this of how conference is going to go, but we'd like to hear what you guys think about. I mean, you start with Adrian, and then, um, I mean, it looks simple, right? It looks simple. <laughs> But obviously, like we just said, it's not ever as simple as it seems. So tell me a little bit about it. Um, obviously, I'm new here. So, <laughs> but a lot of people are like, "Oh, hope this, Calvin that," like, and they're like, "Oh, they beat this team, beat Hope. This team beat Calvin. Calvin beat them." And I don't really know anything about the other teams, which I think is good for me personally because I don't get like, like psych myself out like, "Oh, she's really good," because I really don't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the big rivalry games, like between Hope or Calvin, will be big games for like the new newer faces on the team because they don't, especially Hope, probably because like she obviously knows most of the players on our team inside and out, like the returners. But I think throwing in the new people will kind of be beneficial for us in that game, at least. But yeah, I don't really know much about the people in our conference. The only one that I really know of is. Was it Young at Calvin, their shortstop? Maybe. I think she was like first first. Yeah, she team. was. I can't remember. We watched during the during the MIAA yeah. tournament. She had a pretty good game. But Alma had a good pitcher. I don't know if she's back. No, she's gone. She's gone. I okay, think good. Sure she graduated. Yeah. Ulrich, yeah. Yeah. She was. She was cold. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna fake. But you but, know, we have Adrian Rosie, Anna Keppel, Alexis Michon. And yeah, how is Warren Clawson, yeah. Debbie Hill? How, how I wish she was awesome in she game is two. Awesome. Yeah, always. 
we um she played for she played with Joe. She played for my dad for a few years and won two national championships with them. So Oh, okay. Yeah. So that I knew with her coming in we were gonna have a good pitching staff. Or adding staff to a good pitching staff. Stacked. Because, yeah. <laughs> like, the one thing that I think people could knock on when heading into a championship series was, well, if one pitcher gets out early, mm-hmm. then where's the depth? Right. But this year, my God. <laughs> it's, it's like that in every position, really. Like, we've mm. got, I don't know how many outfielders. Eight, well, with nine. 26 people on the roster, you got to have depth everywhere. <laughs> I was yeah. like watching infield on Sunday. I was like, I've not seen this many people on the infield mm-hmm. in years. Yeah, we've got bodies for sure. Oh, by the way, Drew, I'd like to report that Debbie Hill's batting average on the season went um, up. <laughs> She's not batting 415. Yeah. I mean, it's still early, but that's still ridiculous. Um like we were kind of tracking that earlier because I was like, "That's like some, uh, like two K my player." <laughs> like, and that's yeah, so. tough competition too. I mean, you guys stacked your schedule mm-hmm. like front loaded for sure. We did. And I mean, that how how were the trips? How were your guys's almost vacations? Vacation is a very generous word. Yeah. <laughs> um, we were up at. 6 a.m. every day. We got back around 8 p.m. every day. Um, no, but we we played well. Um, I was very pleased with how we played in Virginia, and I, like, know that the box score, like, we went 2-2, two and two, but the two losses, in my opinion, were games that we should have won. Um, I think we out-hit both teams. I think things didn't fall our way. Um, we didn't string hits together to score, but... This is a much better run than we had last year, I would say. I so. mean, yeah, I was very happy to see undefeated in Florida, complete mm-hmm. opposite of last Correct. year. Correct. So that was a good start and it's a positive feeling to start the season with and knowing, like, we're all going to go up, but we're starting here and going up and not starting down here and then going mm-hmm. up. So, And yeah. going back to, like, the team chemistry thing, that trip kind of plays a big role in that. Like, we're all in a house, just the girls. Mm-hmm. And – you get random roommates, so you're, like, bonding with new people. And they specifically pick people that you're – usually, you like, they aren't your roommates. They try to separate by class or, mm-hmm. like, who you are usually seen hanging out with. And we have ping pong tournaments. We go – went to a karaoke place, sang there. It's just, like, a big – I mean, it kind of is a vacation because we had one day where we just all went out. Like, we were at the pool, went swimming, did all that. But a lot of the times, like, we're just all in the living room hanging out, talking. We watch the women's basketball. Mm-hmm. In the- watch Outer Banks. Yeah, well, watch Outer Banks. <laughs> Outer Banks. <laughs> Who won ping pong? Ainsley. Two oh. years in a row. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Back-to-back champ. She is. <laughs> and she's had a birthday, right? That was yesterday? Her birthday yep. was yesterday, yep. All, what's up with all the birthdays? Because yeah. it was like G's Friday, Lauren, Lauren, Lauren Saturday, Ainsley, and then Ainsley's Ainsley. yesterday. Carol's is Thursday. Man. That's pretty much everyone. Do you guys have, like, a team, like, like something you do, like, at practice, like, if someone's birthday, like, falls on the day of a practice? We sing. We sing. Um, for G's birthday, we sing in Spanish. Okay. Coach Foster has started getting, whenever it's your birthday, she'll get you, like, your favorite snack and then, a, like, a handwritten card. Like, something your favorite color. Something personal, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, so that's fun. 
So it's like, you know, the nice little thing, nice little things like that, Drew. Uh, that's what we're talking about. It just makes like uh, this whole coaching staff, which is really frustrating because now that means like Hope is probably going to have a fantastic culture over there. <laughs> I know. Isn't, isn't that terrible? <laughs> yeah, like, that's so <laughs> awful, man. <laughs> but like, nah. Um, but I wanted to, I wanted to hit on like the new face in life. We talked about it before, but like, um, I mean, I guess it's been beneficial. Like before, how, how do I want to word this? What's it been like having three teammates that you played in the national tournament against? And I think you played Alexis pitched against you guys, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. What is that? As that, I mean, like you guys said, like the sort of you guys don't take as much focus on the other teams as mm-hmm. you might in another sport, but Obviously, I mean that's a little yeah. It's an interesting dynamic, right? Right. It's. I mean. Personally, I didn't even remember any of them except the only one I remembered was Carol because I remember coming up to bat my last at bat of the game after I threw the girl out at home in the championship series. Mm-hmm. And Carol gave me a fist bump. It was like, you know, nice throw, whatever. Pumping my tires a little bit, but <laughs> but I don't like that's the only interaction I remember having with either of them. I don't remember Cassie. I honestly don't think I remembered Mashan. Like I pictured Mashan being like a tall, like built like intimidating person and then she gets here and she's just like she's the most quiet like sweetest person I've ever met like it's just completely different so personally like I don't even remember them from the games except for the one interaction with Carol but like having them here is not it's not like bringing in opponents like they kind of fell right in where we needed them to and so it's not there's no like weird feelings or anything at all Mm -hmm. about that I'll say I obviously didn't play like against them last year, but I watched some some games, not like the uh, championship because I was graduating and all that. But and I would hear about oh Eastern Connecticut, like Alexis Michon, yada yada yada, all them. And I'll say it's kind of a relief. Like they were the big names people talked about. Like she got pitcher of the year, and it's like oh we don't have to worry about her this year. Coming in <laughs> yeah. as a freshman, I don't have to worry about yeah. the picture of the year because she's on my side now. Yeah, I mean, that is, I guess it's an interesting point. I didn't really think about that. Like, um, I don't know. It's just, uh, we were talking about that, uh, I think, in between innings about how that was sort of interesting, like uh, how that dynamic could be. Um, how, I mean, how it could, we could see feasibly how it could go horribly wrong, right? Like, you could see how bringing in, especially because not only did you guys match up against each other, but you played against each other at, like, on, like, the biggest stage mm-hmm. in, at, like, you know. Um, but, now just, like, ju- like just based on, like, the body language and watching you guys on the field, it, you know, it didn't even look like there would be any problems. And, of course. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so sorry. It's been a while since I've been in the booth, guys. So I have like my my podcast etiquette is uh, gone. But now, like uh, the I guess it just always comes back to culture. That's something that I don't know. That's always like the big focus whenever uh, I watch your guys' games. It's like you know, like the, there's always the hacks. Like if there's any like <laughs> death taxes and hack attack before trying softball games, those are the guarantees. And um, I think it goes a long way for, like, the campus. I think it's, like, something that all the students can root for as well because uh, there are some coaches who are, like, successful. Most of Trine's teams are successful, but very few coaches have the same reputation as Coach D. 
Um, there's Josh. Shout out Josh at the exec. Um, but I don't know. It's a fun team to watch. I've definitely enjoyed uh, watching you guys play over these last few years. Uh, and this I mean, this season is going to be exciting. I'm excited for more home games. I'm so excited for more home games. That wait was so long in between because the last basketball game I did was like a month before the home first home softball games, and then it got delayed a week. So right. then we had yeah, and then we had to wait to Sunday. So that just made me even more angry. I was anxious, like from Wednesday to Saturday, just being like, "When are we gonna play? Are we gonna play today? When are we gonna play?" Were you thinking this is gonna be the same as last year? Because that's the first thing I thought of. I don't, what happened last year? All the delays and everything. The like, worst part is everything gets rained out, and then we have like a three-week period where we can reschedule like eight games, yeah. and it was boom, 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 and by day four. I'm out of gas. Yeah. <laughs> and then you make it to the championship series, and then you get rained out in your first game. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that, that one, I was like, of course. Why not? Why wouldn't it happen to us? Yeah. But to be fair, you guys were prepared. Yeah. We we got rained on all year. <laughs> yeah. So. so much. It, like, it made this podcast hard because if everything got postponed, we have nothing to talk about. Right? Yeah, we just, so. we'd just be like, so um, – Bowling. <laughs> yeah. It's like baseball is on the road. We can yeah. talk about that. But I didn't like, even think we were going to play uh, Sunday. I didn't think we were going to play yesterday. I know. We thought it was going to rain. Like, well, as soon as those clouds came in, I was like, you well, got to be We kidding. had to go out Friday after practice. Did we have? We put the tarp on the yeah. field after yeah. practice. Yeah. And and I was like, oh, gosh. Like, here, come, here comes the rain again. We're probably going to get pushed back again. It was like sleeting on us while we yeah. were untarped. We yeah. untarped, you know, Swy ID3. Uh, <laughs> And it was just <laughs> snowing, hailing, everything it could be, like, windy. The tarps were blowing all over the place. Like, I was like, no wonder they wanted to move the game here. They didn't want to have to do this because I real. understand. I was honestly surprised we played Ohio Northern because last year that was a game that kept getting pushed it back, pushed canceled, back. Yeah. And then finally, after, like, a month of being pushed back, it's like, all right, we're done. Let's just mm-hmm. not do yeah, it. Like, you know what, forget it. Whatever. I'm surprised we played, too, considering I'm looking at her in right field and her feet are this far underwater. Oh, so you were yeah. tiptoeing around right know. field, <laughs> around all the puddles. I had to take my cleats to the car wash, use the pressure washer on them. It was <laughs> awful. not joking uh-uh. It's so funny. No. She, I, I remember I had, like, two balls hit to me the whole day. Yeah. And I took a hard step back on one. My foot just went right through the mud. And I was like, oh, my Like in warm-ups, yeah. people are slipping and falling. Emerson like- fell like twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I looked bad out there. Like, we could see up even in the booth. Like, we could just look out. And there was a big old wet spot in center. Yes, there and was. And there was like six or seven wet spots over in right field. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, it's my It's like goodness. an obstacle course trying to make it around without drowning at one yeah. point i looked over at her and i was like anything in the gap it's wet and she looked at me and was like i know <laughs> <laughs> and then who was it was it amanda that like laid out oh my yeah. god yeah. it was just like, covered in mud i took her we lived together i took her jersey out of the washer yesterday it's still covered in mud i had to oh spray it down god. put it back in yeah that that was well, i didn't dive or anything but i had to scrub the back of my jersey just from running in the mud flying yeah, up like on my fall, back yeah. Oh man, it's yeah. But that's that's normal. Like even <laughs> when it hasn't rained a week, there's still right field is just the worst it part is. of the field. It's, it's just always why. it's always like that. Just always standing wet. water. Like it's muddy in left, I'll say, but right, it's just it's a pond. It's a swamp. It's a <laughs> yes. swamp. Man. Yeah, because what was it? Was it regional or super regional where 
that rain came in hard. It was like, oh. it's supposed to be like 15% chance of rain. Then all of a sudden, it was the hardest rain I've ever seen in my life. It was definitely regional. Okay. Because, yeah, yeah we were right out there was. tarping in between games. Yeah. Because yeah. I think you'd finish the first game mm-hmm. and you didn't have to play the rest of the day. Then you all had to come back from dinner, I think. You all were in just all just different sorts of clothes, yeah. not even uniform anymore, yeah. tarping it up. Like boots on, the galoshes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, everyone had the rain yeah. boots on. Man. Yep. Gotta do what you gotta do, That's I guess. an investment everybody's gotta make before the year even starts. Yeah, Everybody, get your rain boots. Team trip to Walmart and get some <laughs> rain boots before we even start. Uh, I mean, I bet they come in clutch. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Emerson. Yeah, bright yellow ones yep. go all the way up. Oh, yeah, 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 those are the ones I remember yeah. the most. Because, yeah, I remember we were watching, like, here comes a team running back from the parking lot, and there's Emerson, like, in the middle of the group, but her, just her boots are bright yellow. <laughs> <laughs> Goofy. That's the, that's trying softball. That's the team that just cleans you 13 to 6. Yeah. And 8, eight to 1. <laughs> they played hacky sack beforehand. Yeah. But which, by the way, is like I think that's such a cool tradition that you guys do. But I would be so insulted if I were the other team. I'd be like, "Are you serious right now?" <laughs> it's like a religious thing. Yeah, like, no, we've I got know. To do it. Like, gotta play hacky. And set. I'll probably participate like one every four games. I'm really bad. Like, I can't. <laughs> I just can't. But I'll sit and watch, and I'll just. Take I'm, it on. <laughs> I'm not superstitious personally, but I always wear the same sliding shorts, and I always play hacky sack right before the game. Got like, to. that's just. A new thing now. My favorite thing that's is that they've already dressed the field, but the hacky sack goes on the field. So someone's got to tiptoe out there. Not, oh, yeah. Not and you see divots. it. You see it. <laughs> yeah. There's Emerson walking by. Oh my God. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out, Emerson. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you got any more questions, Drew? I, I do not. More. Just uh, want to wish you guys good luck and thank you for being here. Of course. Yeah, thank, you. thank you. Thank you. Big thank you to Ellie and Carly Joe for coming on the podcast. A really good interview. Uh, just always great to have interviews on the show. And that was definitely a first time having two people on the podcast interviewing at the same time. So it was a really fun time. So with that being said, I want to thank you for listening. Be sure to follow everyone on Twitter at Storm Center Pod, at Trine Broadcast. Ben is at Ben Wangard. I am at Drew Everhart. Ellie is at Ellie Trine 3. And Carly is at KJ Trine 3. So. We want to wish all Thunder teams good luck this week, and we will talk to you next week. Peace. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.